Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with a caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 23 of Date Yourself Radio, and boy, oh boy, if you're listening, you are in for a treat. I've invited my first man onto the show, and I couldn't be more thrilled, and I cannot wait for you to listen in. My guest today, Mike Mekapinlak, helps smart, successful, shy guys attract and date the women they want without being weird and creepy. A lot of the women in my community think a lot of the men they date are weird and creepy, so I thought, man, I need to have Mike on the show. Perhaps those men are just shy and not actually the creepsters we make them out to be. Another reason I invited Mike onto the show is because I find a lot of times it's so easy to get caught up in what we want, which for most of us in the date yourself community is a long-term committed relationship, that we get caught up in profiles and the dating sites and how we feel and we get distracted by their height, our perfect man list or other trivial characteristics that we forget the, the perhaps the most important emotion of all, and that is empathy. Not only is Mike going to offer some insight about dating from his experience and the experience of his clients, he also offers a refreshing reminder that's sometimes easy to forget. Men are people too. And most of them do want what you want, and they're doing the best they can. So as you're listening into my conversation with Mike, I want you to consider these questions. Do you regularly man bash? Do you meet a guy with the assumption that he has to prove that he's a good guy, Or do you assume that he's a good guy until proven otherwise? In other words, are they guilty until proven innocent or innocent until proven guilty? What would change in your dating if your leading emotion was empathy? 
what would you do differently if you put yourself in his shoes? And what would change if you dated a guy not thinking, what do I want or what's in it for me? What can I get from this? But rather, how can I add value into his time and experience with me without attachment to the outcome? I also wanted to let you know that I completely forgot to ask Mike how listeners can find him online. I just got so wrapped up in the amazing conversation that I just completely slipped. So you can find him at the socialmanproject.com and he's also the social man project on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also grab those links and the other resources we mentioned in the show at the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 23. And that's the number 23. And finally, as always, the conversation continues in the private Date Yourself Community Facebook group, which is an incredible community of smart, savvy women supporting and connecting with each other who have a similar goal of attracting the relationship they deeply desire. And you can join the Facebook group at veronicagrant.com forward slash community. I cannot wait to connect with you there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, Veronica, what's going on? Not too much. All right. I am so excited because you are my first male guest on the show, and I'm just so excited to dig into the conversation. You, I think you're going to have a lot to share with um, my mostly lady audience, although I know I have a few male listeners, so shout out to them. Um, before we get going, how about you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sounds good. Well, first of all, thanks for, for making me the first uh, male guest on your show. That's really <laughs> quite an honor. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, my mission is to help uh, smart, successful, shy guys meet, attract, and date the woman they want without being weird and uh, creepy. Ah, I like those two words, weird and creepy, because I feel like that's, <laughs> I've heard that a lot in my circle of my mostly female community. Um so I, I definitely want to dig into just some misconceptions and myths around men and women and dating. Um, but first, sure. I would just love to hear a little bit about how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Like, what's your what's your story? Yeah, so my story started back in um, you know when, when I was 17, when when my family uh, immigrated to Canada from the Philippines, and my first couple of years. You know, being here in Canada was a it was a rough transition due to a number of things. Number one, I was massively overweight back then. You know, I weighed two hundred pounds, um, and so I, I wasn't very healthy. Number two, I didn't speak English. You know, I it was hard for me to express myself and um, fit in with with my friends and and everyone around me. And number three, I had really bad social anxiety. You know, as a matter of fact, I remember back in high school. As soon as the lunch bell would ring, I'd run to the bathroom stall and hide there so I can eat my lunch so I don't have to mingle with the other kids. So, you know, that carried on for a couple of years. And, you know, at, at, at some point, you can't, you know, the pain of, the pain of staying the same became greater than changing. So that's mm-hmm. when I started to, you know, say, you know, I, I told myself, like, this is enough. I'm going to do something about this. And then, um, actually what, what, what propelled that was when my first girlfriend, broke up with me and it wouldn't take me back, even though I begged her to take me back (laughs) multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like I lost all self-respect and I just felt, you know, I felt like I wanted to do something about my situation, but Mm. I didn't even know where to start. You know, I mean, it's not like I I was never taught how to talk to women. I was never taught how to date. You know, it's not like we had classes back in high school, you know, on how to be, you know, like women, how to talk to women one-on-one or how to be charismatic. Mm -hmm. 
202 kind of thing, right? And the advice that I got from my parents, which were very conservative and traditional, was mm. this. Son, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, make a lot of money, and the women will come. <laughs> so, 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 I followed, so I followed that advice to a T, and lo and behold, it didn't work. So I said, I'm like, all right, I got to take you know, my, my, my dating life into my own hands, and that's when I started educating myself. I started reading er- anything and everything I could about social dynamics, and I even hired a coach you know, back in 2008. I took a dating program from a, a dating company in my hometown. And, mm-hmm. you know, long story short, they took me on as one of their interns. I became one of their coaches. That experience led me to work with some of the top dating coaches in the United States. And then I started to learn about, you know, like business. And I'm like, oh, I, I think I've got something here. And I started putting things together. And yeah, that's when Social Man Project was born. Awesome. Um, I, I love that story. And one thing that you said that really stuck out was, um, the pain of staying the same became more than what it would take to change. And I find so many of the women in my community are kind of at the cusp of that. Like they know they want to do something, but at some, in some level, it feels safer just to, you know, continue complaining about men or dating or, you know, being single. Um, So I just really, I really love that. That's, you know, you just pointed that out. Um, Was there anything like in particular that kind of, you know, pivoted, you know, or made you want to change? Like, was it this ex-girlfriend or something else that just said, okay, this is enough. I've got to do something. I think for me, it's like, it's, it's being ignored by the girls that I wanted. You know, they wouldn't Mm -hmm. even give me, they wouldn't even give me a second look, you know, and I started coming up with, you know, like limiting beliefs. So maybe I'm too short. Like I'm five, five, I'm not very tall. Maybe Mm -hmm. they don't like ethnic people, you know, for the listeners, um, I'm Filipino, you know, I, um, yeah, <laughs> maybe they don't like uh, this or that or whatever. Like I started to just come up with a lot of self-defeating thoughts and, and it made, you know, I felt inadequate. I felt like I wasn't good enough. And yeah. and that feeling right there was like, no, like this, this has to change. It can't mm-hmm. be this way. Yeah. So you actually, and I was going to ask you this later on um, in our conversation, but since you kind of brought it up, I'll go ahead and go there. Um, so I, I have a question. So is the dating world stacked against you know, the shy guy, the guy who can't afford dates, the short guy, the overweight guy. Um, you know, did you, you know, can you, can you just talk a little bit about that? Like, are the odds stacked against those, those types of men? Let, let me tell you something, Veronica. I think date, the uh, dating is stacked against the guys who are not empathetic. And you're mm-hmm. probably like, what? Um, mm-hmm. So I teach yeah. my guys that the most important skill in dating is empathy. You know, like you have to be able to put yourself in in a woman's um, situation. So so grant, you know, that being said, every guy likes a specific type of girl. So my mm-hmm. first question is, you know, like let's first of all like let's get clear about the type of girl that you're looking for. So now they got, you know, they're going to list physical and emotional and core values like all these things. Mm-hmm. And then the next question that I ask them is, all right, cool. So what kind of guy do you need to become to attract this kind of woman? And the guys who are not willing to number one ask that question Number two, be willing to do whatever it takes to become the answer to that question. Those are the guys who really fall short. Mm. No pun intended. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I, and that's actually a process that I take the women I work with through. Um, it's, it's, it's very similar. So I like that we're like on the same wavelength with that. Cause I think it's just an important thing to do. Um, so, but as, you know, and I totally hear what you're saying about how empathy is important and I completely 
um, agree. I, but I guess, you know, like, um, you know, uh, guys who are not going to make the first move cause they're shy or the guy who says they're, you know, five, five or whatever on their profile, are they just going to get out of the search parameters that women put in? So like, do they have to do something different or work a little harder than like the guy who's six foot or they have to work smarter. They okay. have to, they, they have, I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, it, this is, this is what most guys don't realize, right? You know, there is a thing as a dating market, you know? So like, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example when, so I'm from Calgary, Alberta. And, and where, where are you from again, Veronica? I'm in Dallas, but a lot of the women oh, that I work nice. with are in Calgary. I yeah. I have two big nice. cohorts in Dallas and then Calgary. <laughs> So I love yeah, that. well, well, Calgary is the Canadian version of Dallas, Texas. So, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I've been I've been to Dallas many many times. I love that city. Okay. It's a great city. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you know, uh, here in Calgary, um, uh, you know, for for all the listeners, uh, Alberta is the manliest province in Canada. There's there's a lot a lot of dudes here, just because of the industry. You know, it's oil and gas and construction. Uh-huh. And then for a per- period of time, I live in Vancouver, British Columbia. Where the women just like outnumbered men. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. Like, like baristas were even asking me out. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm being I'm I'm being bought drinks at uh, like when I'm out at the bar. Like it's it's mm-hmm. nuts. So the point that I'm trying to make is you really have to set yourself up for success. You know, like uh, number one, you have to understand the dating market you're in, and number two, you know, just like in marketing, you have to know what makes you different. Uh, right, like. Yeah. You have to know what makes you different. You have to know the type of women you're looking for, and you have to put yourself in those environments. Because mm-hmm. you know, a guy who's five foot five, who doesn't have a lot of money to spend, if he goes to a nightclub, he's basically competing with guys that are, you know, anyone who's taller than him, who can buy bottle service, you know, mm-hmm. and, and at that moment, he's, you know, like his chances are much, much lower. But yeah. say, for example, this guy who's five foot five, you know, he's very intellectual. Uh, he loves, let's say, um, CrossFit, right? He loves CrossFit. Mm-hmm. This guy would be better off spending Friday nights at a CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. meeting women there. Yeah. As opposed to putting himself out, you know, doing what every single guy is doing, going to the bar, trying to meet women there, mm-hmm. which, you know, in my opinion, one of the worst places to meet women. Yeah. Because there's no context, right? Like, yeah. all, all, it's kind of like offline Tinder. You're basing everything <laughs> on books. And you're, it's like, you know, you're like throwing needles in a haystack and you're, fi- you know, you're trying to find something that may be there, but maybe not. I don't know. It's yeah. you know, the odds. It's too random. It's way too random, right? Mm-hmm. The environment, the, the environment on its own, if you put yourself there, you know, like that filters out a lot of people. So if, if health and fitness is a core value for you, guess what? Right. Then put yeah. yourself in those environments and let yourself yeah. shine. Yeah. I love that. And it, it's, it's so smart. Yeah. It's just like, thinking things through, seeing like the big, keeping the big picture in mind and um, just, yeah. And I, and I love like, I teach like being pistachio versus vanilla ice cream to the women I work with, especially when it comes to online profiles. Cause I find that a lot of women try to be like the yes woman or like, Oh, I can do this or this. I'm pretty much down for anything. And it's like, no, don't be vanilla, be pistachio because some people hate pistachio, but some people really love pistachio ice cream. So um, I, I love that. I love that. Um, that you said that because it's it's just so true. So I want to jump into um, some of the biggest um, myths that women have about men. And I know we talked about at least one of them um, offline. 
So we can start with that one, or if you have other things that we want to um, go for, and I would just love to to kind of dive into this topic. Yeah, let's. You know, I'm. Yeah, by by all means, feel free to bring up the myths, and I'll tell you. Okay, well, my let's start on. with the first one, um, and this um, actually um, was a, generated a pretty long feed in my um, dating mindset boot camp. Um, that's for my private client or my group clients um, Facebook group, and they talked about who pays on a first date. And I'll just say for for me, like the feminist in me wants first dates to be, um, you know, go Dutch, to, to split. But at the same time, um, when I was dating, I remember um, it being a turnoff if the guy let me go Dutch or um, didn't offer to pay or, you know, that, I don't know if that ever happened, but at least if they let me go Dutch because I would always offer um then I would be like, oh, what a jerk. Um, but then it's like, wait, I, this is what I believe. So it was, it's very like confusing for me as well. But I would just love to hear a little bit about your thoughts on um, myths around men and paying for a first date in particular. Sure. I think, well, I mean, like men want to feel needed, right? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a reason why a lot, of, a lot of my clients date younger women because, it, you know, like, you know, women at a certain age, you know, like when they're kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but a, a lot of my, a lot of the clients that I work with are, are dating younger women. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, they, they have that sense where it's like, wow, you know, like I feel important. I feel needed. I feel like I can really give something to this person. So, so that's, so that being, that's a primal need that most guys have. Yeah. So that being said, you know, like on a first date, we want to feel like we're taking care of you, especially for having a good time, mm-hmm. especially if the conversation is going really well. Like we insist, you know, like, hey, I want to take care of you. So now if we don't get that opportunity, we feel shut down, right? On the other hand, you know, uh, when I know for me, like I've gone on a lot, like like hundreds of first dates, <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot. Um, when women even remotely offer to pay, Right. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I, that's a huge plus because it shows that number one, like they don't see me as a free meal ticket. And number two, they, res- you know, like they respect the fact that I work hard for my money. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it shows that, you know, like they're independent, but they're not, but they still need me kind of thing. You know, like it's a yeah. fine, it, it's a fine balance. You know, like she's an independent woman, you know, she's got her own thing going on. But at the same time, she, she has space in her life for someone like me to come in. Yeah. I, I love that. And that, um, what you said about how men want to feel needed reminds me of a book that I read um, called The Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong. And she talks about women emasculating men. Um, and that goes into this whole like, you know, being men want to be providers. And it doesn't really mean like women have to just stop working and like stay at home. But it does mean like they want it, it gives them a sense of purpose um, in the, in their relationship. And so I just, I love that you said that because it's, it's so true. And this is why I do a whole module in my program about masculine and feminine energy, because, you know, I think a lot of times we live in this masculine world. Um, but for women to back off a little bit and just let someone provide something for you, um, is, yeah. is really huge. Yeah. Um, so any other myths um, that men, or excuse me, that women have about men, some common misconceptions. Mm, that all men, like every single guy just wants sex on, on an online dating profile, which yeah, is not Can true. we talk a little bit about that? Because that is something that women yeah. struggle with a lot. They just think that men 
um, just want sex or aren't sure how to know if a man just wants sex or something more. Okay, let's be clear. We always want sex, period. (laughs) (laughs) You're not really helping me out here. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. don't edit that. It's true. (laughs) I won't edit it. We we always want sex. It's true. But it doesn't mean we want to have sex with you, right? Or with you right away. Right, okay. Does that make make sense? Like Mm -hmm. men, men... like we think about sex all the time. Like it's like we're very sexual people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we can't harness that. That's a very powerful energy, you know. Like that's the kind yeah. of energy that you know um, <laughs> puts other men in the moon, kind of thing, you know, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that we want to have sex with you very quickly. So you know, like um, it's it's just not true. It's just not true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there are good men out there and, and here's, here's my perspective, you know, and, and I've, and I've told this, um, to my male clients as well. If you look for women that are gold diggers, that are going to take advantage of you, that are going to cheat on you, that are not going to treat you well, if your mind is fertile for negative thoughts, mm-hmm. then that's exactly what you're going to find because you're seeing dating through that lens. Now I'm not mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, there, there is like blind optimism, right? And yeah. there's being, you know, like giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. Like, so, so I'm not saying, you know, like ignore um, the red flags or ignore, ignore what's going on, ignore what exists out there, right? But you have to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, and, and everyone is innocent until proven otherwise. That's my, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. I think that's um, a really good point because I think a lot of, uh, the women in my community, I mean, because either they had a really messy divorce or a bad breakup or a bad past relationship, they just assume that all men are cheaters or liars or whatever. Yeah. And if that's what you believe, then, well, that's what you're going to get. Um, yeah. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, any other? There's one more, actually. Sorry? There's one more. There's one oh, more. Okay. There's one more okay. myth. What's, what's the um, other one? That I can, uh, I've heard this from a lot of women. Oh, but I can change him. My love will change <laughs> yes, him. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad <laughs> you said that. I, I've heard that from so many of my female friends. It's, and I'm it's like, a fantasy that a lot of women have. A lot of, I mean, like, I can, and I can totally relate to that fantasy. Um, I mean, I've, I'm three years into my relationship now, but I totally remember, even actually the last significant person that I dated before I met Stevie, um, I thought he was a little like an asshole and whatever. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to make him like the perfect guy. And it's, yes, I can totally relate to that. So talk, <laughs> talk to us about that. Look, like, so here's what I tell my guys, right? <clears throat> Dating is a process of elimination, not manipulation. Because one of the biggest waste mm. of time that my clients can do, and you know, like for women who are listening, take this however you want to take it. I'm just speaking from the guys that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. You cannot waste, you cannot change someone into someone they're not. That's like the equivalent of going to a store. Say, for example, you're a size, you're a size small for a t-shirt and you're, mm-hmm. you're buying a size medium mm-hmm. and you, and you keep putting it in the dryer, hoping it'll shrink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how it works. Just, yeah. bu- you know, buy the shirt that fits, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and in terms of dating, you know, like, Find a guy that you don't have to change. You know, I, I mean, granted, um, there you, a lot of people can take this to the other extreme, right? Like, there are certain things. Like, if if you put like he has to have like a permanent, you know, like 
he has to have like a Scandinavian accent with blue eyes and golden blonde hair and six foot, six foot six point five inches <laughs> tall with eight mm-hmm. percent body fat. Like this is not a build a boyfriend, you know, like factory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there is there like first of all, like, you, you got to figure out that dating is an experience. It's not an acquisition process. You're not acquiring something here. You're sharing an experience with another person. So mm. I encourage my guys to focus more on what you want to experience in this relationship. Like what are the core values that are important to you? And, and like, you know, like where's your life going and, and where's her life going? And if those two things, if those things are in alignment, then that's a great place to start. And then the rest can be figured out, right? Yeah. You know, like there are things that, you know, like they're non-negotiables, but it's nice to have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love the, the point that you're bringing is that I think a lot of times we forget that dating is two people. Um, and a lot of times we just get so wrapped up in like what we want or what we are dreaming about, or just the whole process of like going through profile to profile. And we just forget that yeah. it's a human being on, on the other, on the other side. So, totally. um, and if they say they don't want kids, they actually mean that. And if they say they don't want they don't want to get married, listen to that. If they yeah. say they've had previous commitment issues, listen to that. It's true. Mm-hmm. Like we don't lie when you when we say those things. Like we're, we're we're not saying those things to like you know as some manipulative tactic that like oh maybe reverse psychology will work on this person. No, like <laughs> we're being straight up. Like if yeah. we say we want kids, we want kids. If we say we don't want kids, then we don't want kids. If we say you know, like I'm looking for something casual and, and easygoing, but open for 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 something serious later on. That's exactly what we want. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah I think that's a really good point. Cause a lot of times, um, and it's funny because I was actually talking to a guy a few weeks ago that I met um, out at a dinner, and he was saying how he thinks um, women have it so much easier because guys <laughs> are so straightforward. And I remember even from my own experience and then also from the experience of my clients, um, you know, believe the opposite of that. Like, no, men aren't straightforward. But I think actually it really is true. Like guys really say what they want. And it's just that we hear what we want to hear. Um, and that's what we are um, operating off of. But one question I did want to ask you is, can men tell when women are trying to manipulate or change them? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's what I assumed. Um, but, you know, again, because we forget that it's a human being on the other end. And going off of that, especially when we're in a first date or, you know, first or second date, um, can men tell if women are just simply sizing them up, like based on like some perfect man list they have in their head? I think it's normal and, and that's to be expected. You know, it's okay. two people that are trying to, you know, like when, when a guy sits in front of a girl and when a girl sits in front of a guy, both mm-hmm. those people are going through their, um, their, their mental Rolodex of mm-hmm. previous interactions they've had, right? Because, you know, we have this thing in our brain that we want certainty. And we're, that's why we get anxious when, you know, most guys or most women, they have butterflies in their stomach. Um, when they go on a first date or, or at the very least they feel anxious because it's, it's, it's unknown. It's ambiguous, right? So as soon as you sit, you're going through your previous experiences and you're trying to categorize like, okay, where is, where does this person, you know, like, like, you know, you're trying to figure them out very quickly. So it's, it's normal, I think, mm-hmm. for, for both people to size each other up. I think, I think that's not a bad thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with, you know, obviously having to just do some like, okay, do big boxes get checked. Um, I guess I was just more asking because sometimes I find that we're so attached to our list or whatever that um, oh. sometimes we just become like totally closed off and closed off to maybe what the other person could offer, which may even be something we couldn't even previously imagine. It may be bigger and better than, than the list yeah. are in the first place. So that's why I yeah. was um, uh, asking, asking that question. Got um, it. Uh, I say, I say like make it specific, but don't be rigid, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, have a, have a specific list and, you know, get clear about what you want. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you don't know who you fall for, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen, but you know, it, it's good to have, it's good to have, um, uh, a good idea of where you want to end up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, I love this so much good information. Um, another question I wanted to, I just feel like I have like so many questions that, (laughs) that are just like, okay, what would I ask a a guy about dating? Um, but one thing, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, um, is it tough for men to balance the need to be vulnerable? So women want like a guy to be, it's funny because women want a guy to be open and vulnerable and emotional, but then also they want them to be like a man. And I put that in quotes. Um, but how do men balance it? Like, how do you coach and men um, and coach and help men around, around this kind of dichotomy? Yeah. So the biggest thing that I tell my guys uh, from the, from, from the get go is, you know, the more honest you are, the more, the faster you find your perfect relationship. So, and that, and that's when Mm -hmm. vulnerability comes into play, right? You know, if it's, if it's something, if you're thinking that it's something you should say, you should probably say it. That's, that's a good rule of thumb, you know? So like, um, if you are out and about and you see a girl, and you want to talk to her, and you're nervous as hell, right? You know, mm-hmm. being vulnerable would, because, you know, like, oh, what do I say? What do I say? I'm like, you know what? Just say exactly what you feel, right? So if you're nervous, mm-hmm. say you're nervous. If you, you know, would hate yourself because you, you know, you, you, you had to tell her she's beautiful, then just say, say just that, right? Like, there's no, there's no perfect line, right? Like, the perfect thing to do is you do something. So, um, so to answer your question, I think, a lot of guys know how they feel, but they just choose to suppress it. And, and what I'm encouraging guys to do is, you know, like, listen to your emotions. Like, it's telling you something. And, and you know, like, say, just, just express that. Say the first thing that comes to mind. Because when you start to overthink things is when the message becomes impure. Because now you're, you know, you're trying to you know, make it sound good. You're trying to make it sound like something she would want to say, even though it's not something mm-hmm. you would say. You know what I mean? Like, just, mm-hmm. just... Just say it as it is, right? And if, you know, however it comes out is how it comes out. Yeah. So um, you just said the word overthink. So men overthink as well when it comes to dating. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Like I've I've been been on, you know, like a lot of um, weekend programs with my clients. And you see, it's funny because we role play, right? We role play before we go out. So it's like, hey, you know, pretend I'm... You know, I'm so we we give like female personas like okay, who's your ideal girl? Give her a name. So like we mm-hmm. we practice first, you know, as Mike and my client, and mm-hmm. then and then I switch into Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then immediately you see this guy like his hands begin begin to sweat, right? You know, he mm-hmm. he blinks more, he stutters, kind of thing, and it's like it's it's still me, but the fact that I've changed my persona, I've told him that like I'm not I'm not Mike anymore. I'm Sarah. We're practicing. He starts overthinking, 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So actually, you do something a little different. So all my clients I meet virtually um, online, but you actually take your clients out, right? Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think just think that's really interesting. Yeah. So um, when I took a dating uh, program back in the day with a, a local dating company here in Calgary, like mm-hmm. they they took me out. You know, like they like we went through a three day program where we covered, you know, like a lot of mindset stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. psychology, male psychology, female psychology, mm-hmm. limiting beliefs, you know, like understanding rejection, failure, success, all these things, you know, conversation mapping, storytelling, yeah. humor, nonverbal communication. And then once we, you know, we figured that out, you know, we, I'm like, all right, man, let's, let's go out, you know, let's, let me take you to, there's this like super high end mall here in, um, there's, you know, there's a, a public place like during the day mm-hmm. because I've, I find that if you can if you can meet women dead sober in the middle of the day, then you can basically do do that, do that anywhere, right? Yeah. It becomes really really easy. And you know, if, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, so, but I'm just gonna say it. But personally, I think women have a fantasy that you know to be to be approached by a confident guy as they're going about their day, you know, which is um, mm-hmm. and and I think I think a lot of a lot of men are not fulfilling that fantasy by just, you know, sticking with online dating and stuff like that, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, like, I, I, like I agree. Yeah, like which, which sounds better, right? Like the girl going to her girlfriends, it's like, oh yeah, I met this guy from Match.com or whatever. Or like, oh my God, like I was at the mall and this guy just tapped me in the shoulder and he's like, listen, like I saw you walking by and I, I, will, I would hate myself if I don't get the opportunity to introduce myself to you. You're the most beautiful girl that I've seen today. Yeah. Like story number two sounds better, right? Mm-hmm. And how do they do that without it being like genuine? Because, you know, a lot of women get like cat calls and just like creepy dudes, you know, actually being creepy. And I know you help shy guys not be creepy. So how do they do that without being creepy or weird? <laughs> so it's, 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 uh, I'll, I'll answer that, um, that question with a story, right? Okay. So on boot camp, like I typically, I typically give my guys a five, you know, a five dollar bill. Be like, okay, hey, here's a five dollar bill, and give this to the first first girl you see. So he's like, okay. So he gives the, you know, hey, I just wanted to give you this five dollar bill, and he's like, all right, right, have a good day. And then, okay, the next one is the next girl you see. I want you to ask her for a five dollar bill. <laughs> so, so he goes up to a girl and asks for a five dollar bill. I actually don't make them do this. You know, this is like role play, right? This uh-huh. is role playing. But, but I'm trying to illustrate a point, right? So the point that I'm trying to make is if you go into an interaction just wanting to give, mm-hmm. right, then mm-hmm. you automatically win because you have nothing to lose, right? But if yeah. you go into, if you go to an interaction to take, then you've lost already, mm. right? So when mm-hmm. you're coming in to just genuinely make your day, I just want to make your day. I want to add value to your day. I want to become the best part of your day. You know, if you're in that yeah. mindset, you win, right? Because yeah. you don't care. You have a gift. You're basically giving women a gift. The gift of you noticing that they took the time out of their day to do their hair, you know, like put on their makeup, wear their best clothes, you know, like it takes, I'm guessing girls like longer <laughs> to mm-hmm. get ready than most guys, right? Mm-hmm. And all you're acknowledging is you're, all you're doing is acknowledging their beauty. You're just acknowledging their beauty. And whether they want to respond back to you or not, that's not your goal. Your goal is to just give them that gift that you notice them. And that's it. I love that. And if, if guys can get into that headspace, then they don't become creepy. Yeah. Oh, I totally Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I love that. That's great. 
And do you guys also find it attractive if women were to approach them in that same kind of space? If they just are at the coffee shop and just see like a really, you know, attractive, interesting looking guy and just do kind of the same thing? Is that um, a turn on or a turn off to, to guys? I think, I think, okay, for the most part, guys would, you know, well, <laughs> smart guys would pick up signals. But I think if all, if a girl just opened up the conversation, Mm-hmm. You know, if a girl just like made eye contact and like, hey, you know, like you look kind of busy, like, you know, you seem like you're doing something cool. Like, what are you, um, what are you working on? You know, it, it, just, that alone is enough for a guy to like carry the conversation through. Because the biggest, the biggest fear that guys have is to look bad in public, is to get mm. public, publicly humiliated, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously for women, you know, they, they, their biggest fear is, you know, physically assaulted, right? Yeah. Um, so if a woman just starts the conversation, just breaks the ice for the guy, the guy mm-hmm. would be more than happy to, you know, carry the conversation through. Hmm. And if he, and if he doesn't, then she should pull back. Right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, just, just break the ice. That's, that's all you need to do. You know, uh, uh, just, just, just give the guy, you know, break the ice and then give the guy the ice pick. Right. Let him do the rest. Yeah. I love that. Cause a lot of the, um, a lot of women that are in my Facebook group and my community and all that stuff, um, they don't want to do anything to initiate um, any type of movement or conversation, whether it's we're talking in person or online. And, um, you know, I, you know, I was just thinking, well, you know, because I guess they're like, you know, what old fashioned, that's what they usually say, Oh, I'm more old fashioned, you know, chivalry isn't dead, all that kind of stuff. Um, but even like in the olden days, women would still like bat an eye or do something and do exactly what you're saying is just break the ice. Like basically give him, you know, drop the handkerchief, like give him something <laughs> to, to, to work with, like throwing him a bone basically. Um, so yeah. I, I totally love that you said that. Um, and hopefully that will inspire some women just to throw a bone <laughs> to a guy that they think is cute in the coffee shop or the airplane or wherever they, they may be in, in their day. Um, so we covered a lot of ground and I feel like I'm like, kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't even know like what I'm not asking that I should be asking. Um, but is there anything that we haven't really talked about or haven't asked you that I think is just really, um, just something that comes up for a lot for your clients or something that would be really useful for women to know or just to keep in mind about, um, about men and the dating process? Um, dating isn't like a zero sum loss, you know, like one person wins, one person loses, right? Like men actually are looking for the exact same thing. You'd be surprised, right? How the majority of guys are looking for the exact same thing that women want, right? The, the, um, the disconnect happens when, when guys don't play the role that they're supposed to and women mm-hmm. don't play the role that they're supposed to. That, that, that's when the disconnect happens and when mm-hmm. both parties aren't willing to meet each other somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's where the the big disconnect is. Like, you know, uh, let me just make this clear. Like w- men, there there are a lot, an overwhelming amount of men out there who are looking to be in a monogamous, loving, healthy, easygoing, committed, long-term relationship who mm-hmm. wants to start a family and who wants to, you know, like live happily ever after and grow old with you. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. guys out there <laughs> that want that. Mm-hmm. Right? The thing though is it's kind of like – um when you go to the gym and you don't have a fitness plan that you're following and a diet plan you're, that you're following, you're just going there and you're hopping on the cardio. Now you're hopping on the bike. Now you're doing these like weird 
exercises on the machine and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I did good, right? Well, kind of and kind of not. You know, like, yeah, you showed up, but your efforts could have been a lot more efficient if you were following a plan. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, what, you know, when people work and like, oh, when I'm 60, I'm going to retire. And I'm like, well, do you have a plan for retirement? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So same, yeah. thing with your, same thing with dating, right? Like, why wouldn't you have a plan to figure out your dating life, you know, like you, it, it's a combination of both of, of you got to be strategic and you got to let things go as well. Yeah. Right. You can't just, you know, uh, bank on the last romantic movie that you saw that's like, oh, that'll happen to me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah. you, you got to, you got to take matters into your own hands. That's all I'm trying to say. You got to be responsible. Mm, yeah. And that's a huge thing that I teach is taking responsibility for, your own happiness. And what I teach a lot is creating serendipitous moments, um, you know, creating opportunities for, you know, good occurrences to happen rather than just waiting for, you know, things to happen to you. So I, um, I really love that. And I think that's a really great note to end on. Now, I forgot to tell you before we were talking offline, I asked all my guests and you're my first male guest, but I'm going to ask you anyways, the last question um, is what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Oh, this is good. I love a long workout at the gym. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. For me. For me. You good. know, like, you know, like, you and I are both entrepreneurs. There's a lot of things to do. And we're yeah. like, you know, it, like, in a way, we're kind of in a time crunch, right? Uh-huh. So for me to just like go into the gym and I'm like, instead of being there for an hour, I'm, 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 I'm going to be here for like two hours. You know, I'm really going to stretch and foam roll and, and have this wicked, wicked workout. And I'm going to have like this super awesome, healthy meal um, afterwards. You know, like that's, I love that. Like I feel, I feel um, full. I feel complete. Mm-hmm. I feel nurtured when I do that. Awesome. I love that. Great. That's, that's a great treat yourself activity. All right, Mike. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. This was such a wealth of knowledge and I just really appreciate you sharing your little nuggets of wisdom with my community today. Well, thanks for thinking so highly of me to invite me on your show. It means a lot to be able to share some male insights, you know, towards a female audience. Because yeah. as you know, the you know, like the the male side of, of dating could be pretty it could be pretty dark, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of you know, like um, creepiness and weirdness and, and mm-hmm. you know, and pickup artist stuff. And, you know, there are good people out there. Like there is a big yeah. difference between a pickup artist and a dating coach. And, yeah. you know, I'm so I'm so glad I get categorized as one of the good guys. So that's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, I'm just I'm so thankful for your reminder that men are people too. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Veronica. See ya. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.